With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, a joint podcast from the China Project and Caixin Global. We bring you the most critical business and finance news from China. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast, part of the China Project. On this week's episode, Sequoia Capital splits into three separate entities amid security concerns over its China operations. Beijing plans national legislation to regulate artificial intelligence, or AI, and Chinese education firms join the race to introduce ChatGPT-like products. Let's jump right in. Venture capital giant Sequoia said this week that it will separate its China and other Asia operations from its U.S. and Europe business, turning the three divisions into independent entities. The planned moves are expected to be completed by March 2024. Its U.S. and Europe business will continue to be known as Sequoia Capital. Meanwhile, Sequoia China will change its English name to Hongshan, which is what Sequoia is called in Mandarin Chinese. Sequoia's China business has drawn growing scrutiny from U.S. officials and lawmakers who have been restricting U.S. financial institutions on overseas investments. Sequoia China has invested in tech giant Alibaba, food delivery app Meituan, and TikTok owner ByteDance, among more than 1,000 companies. Last year, the division reportedly raised $9 billion. Moving on to the semiconductor sector, Shanghai-listed shipmaker San'an Optoelectronics and Europe's ST Microelectronics have agreed to jointly invest more than $3 billion to build a China-based factory to produce semiconductor devices for electric vehicles, or EVs. Such devices have been adopted by EV makers, including Tesla, BYD, and NEO in some models. The deal is pending regulatory approval. If it all goes to plan, San'an will own 51% of the joint venture, while Switzerland-based ST Microelectronics will hold the remainder. Production is expected to start in the fourth quarter of 2025, with full build-out expected in 2028. Turning to the AI market, China's education companies are racing to develop ChatGPT-like products amid a global frenzy over the AI-powered chatbot. Among them is New York-listed TAL Education Group, known as Haweilai in Chinese. Tech giants are also extending their footprints into the education sector. Last month, iFly Tech, known as Kedashunfei in Chinese, released an AI learning device, 
while a unit of search engine giant Baidu unveiled its AI-powered educational smartphone. These moves come as some industry insiders call for an embrace of ChatGPT as part of China's education reform. They believe that generative AI products like the Chatbot can help students develop critical thinking and other learning skills. At the same time, Chinese lawmakers are trying to tighten their grip on AI. Currently, there is no specific national law governing China's AI industry, but this week, the state council included preparing an AI draft law in its annual legislative work plan. According to an AI legislation researcher, Li Zhonghui, an AI law is needed to deal with growing threats and legal issues posed by the technology, which is now being broadly applied in the medical, transportation, finance, education, and entertainment industries. After the draft is submitted, the country's top legislature will review and put it to a vote. The timeline for that process remains unclear. Next up, we will take a look at the services sector. China's services sector extended its recovery last month with activity expanding at the second fastest pace since November 2020. That's according to a Caixin-sponsored PMI survey released this week. The Caixin China Services PMI provides an independent snapshot of operating conditions in services industries such as retail and travel. The uptrend shown in May's reading was underpinned by a continued boom in supply and demand, as well as a robust job market. Meanwhile, growth in China's manufacturing sector still lagged far behind services, which a senior economist at Caixin Insight Group says highlights that economic growth is still lacking internal drive and market entities lack sufficient confidence. We'll wrap up today's business brief with China's export updates. In the first five months of this year, the country's exports of passenger vehicles more than doubled year-on-year -year to almost 1.4 million units as automakers expanded abroad to drive growth amid a brutal price war at home. Top EV maker BYD exported more than 60,000 vehicles in the period, exceeding its 2022 export total. Last month, around 30% of China's exported passenger vehicles were new energy vehicles. China overtook Japan as the world's top auto exporter in the first quarter. Analysts said they expect China's auto exports to top 4 million units for the first time this year. Speaking of electric vehicles, let's turn now to Kelsey Chung and welcome her back to the show to talk a little bit about something related to them. Great to see you again, Kelsey. Thanks for having me, Kaiser. It's always a pleasure. So today we're talking about Chinese telecom giant Huawei, which is a company known to everyone here, uh, specifically about its automotive business, which is maybe less well-known, right? Yes, that's right. But before we proceed, we should clarify that Huawei has been adamant about one thing regarding its auto business. That is, it would never make its own cars. Huawei announced its venture into the auto industry in 2019 as an attempt to offset the impact of U.S. sanctions on its smartphone and consumer electronics business. Since then, it repeatedly dismissed speculation that it wanted to be a Tesla challenger. Founder Ren Zhengfei also personally stepped in to clear any doubts. So what is Huawei's car business strategy then? So the company has focused on two major business models, and both involve teaming up with automakers. 
The first one is called Huawei Smart Selection Model, which allows partners to tap the smartphone maker's flagship stores as car showrooms. It also entitles Huawei to have a bigger voice in development as well as marketing. The second one is the Huawei Inside Model, where car makers use Huawei smart car systems in their vehicles, which are labeled with HI in their model names. The main difference is that smart selection targets retail consumers, while the HI model focuses on corporate clients. Got it. So, which car makers have partnered up with Huawei then so far? So far, Huawei's smart selection partners, the first model, include Series, Sherry, and and Anhui Jianghuai or JAC. As for its Huawei Inside model, clients initially included BAIC, Blue Park's Arc Fox. Guangzhou Automobile Group's Ion and Chongqing Chang'an Automobile's Avatar. So, how have these partnerships been working out so far? I mean, has it all been smooth sailing? Huh, yes. So, compared with the smart selection model, developing the Huawei Inside model hasn't been going exactly according to plan. In March, GAC terminated Ion's partnership with Huawei and said it would develop its own smart car solutions. The move reflected how some domestic EV makers are seeking to reduce their reliance on Huawei, in terms of intelligent driving, and preferred instead to have full ownership of the technology. Meanwhile, BAIC Blue Park is making a switch to a smart selection, with the first EVs developed under the model to go on sale in the first half of next year. That's according to a source close to the car maker. The shift away from the HI model came after the carmaker saw slow sales of the Arc Fox Alpha S, which is the first EV equipped with the HI feature. So yes, right now Avatar is Huawei's only partner under the HI model. I see. So has Huawei changed up its strategy then? Yes. So Huawei is pinning high hopes on its Series partnership to drive the development of the smart selection ecosystem. Series established a premium intelligent EV brand Ito in December 2021, and it began deliveries in March last year. Its two models, the M5 and the M7, are outfitted with a digital cockpit system powered by Huawei's Harmony operating system. Huawei has also poured more resources into the brand's sales process and after-sales support. According to one Huawei dealer, the company would even send specialists to teach sales staff on a range of techniques, such as the right way to start a sales conversation with customers. They also teach them the right time to bring tea and drinks to customers. In February, the firm signed a new deal that will see Series aiming to produce and sell one million new energy vehicles by 2026 under the partnership with Huawei. In April, the companies also launched an intelligent driving edition of the Ito M5, which is powered by Huawei's latest generation automated driving system. Do we know whether this is going to prove to be a good business move for Huawei? We honestly can't really tell right now. Richard Yu, CEO of Huawei's consumer and smart car divisions, acknowledged that Huawei still needs to do more on cost control and make the Ito cars more affordable. Right now, the material costs of the M5 is around 77% of its starting price. Ito also saw its car deliveries take a tumble in the early months of this year, despite cutting prices of both models amid a broader, super intense price war among automakers in China. According to one senior tech executive at a car maker, the two business models 
uh, smart selection and Huawei Inside are somewhat mutually exclusive in nature. And without a clear strategic position given by Huawei, it is quite hard to grant partnering car makers under either model stable expectations. He believes that the models would only be successful if Huawei picks one to focus on. Really interesting stuff. We will definitely be keeping an eye out on Huawei's next automobile move. Thanks so much, Kelsey, for all of that information. You're most welcome, Kaiser. Talk next time. And if our listeners are interested in more detail about the story, please head on over to CaixinGlobal.com. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief was produced by Kaiser Guo and by Lin Jinbing, Zhang Ziyu, and Bertrand Tio at Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Check out some of the other great podcasts on the Seneca Network, like the amazing China in Africa podcast and China in the Global South. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to Access from the China Project. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care.